welcome to the Atmosphere Church Podcast. On behalf of all of us here at Atmosphere, thank you for downloading or streaming this message. We pray that it will touch your heart and change your life. Regardless of what you believe, where you come from, or what questions you might have, you are welcome here. Our desire is to help lead you in experiencing God by following Jesus. If you want to find out more information about us, head over to our website at atmosphere.church. We have already prayed for you that today's message would speak directly to your heart and empower you to live the life that God has called you to live. Enjoy the message. I just want you to look around to three people around you in a physically distanced way. Say, I'm ready for a reset. Just tell three people around you. Say, I'm ready for a reset. I'm ready for a reset. Because that's what New Year's give us an opportunity to do, right? And uh, I'm very grateful for all the resetting that God is already doing in many of your lives it's been just a crazy year as I reviewed and, and you know, there were a lot of bummers along the way. There's no doubt about it, but I will tell you this, that there's been so many blessings as well. And so I'm just going to be grateful for the blessings in the midst of the bummer. And uh, today, I, if you have your Bible, I want you to open up to the book of Acts chapter two. In our daily Bible reading, we've been in the book of Acts It is by far, I believe, one of my favorite books of the Bible because this is the picture of the church. And this is, I believe, as as we think about a new beginning, as we begin a new year, I want to go back and and recapture the beginning. And and not the the beginning of the Bible, which, you know, the book of Genesis is awesome. Uh, Not the beginning of Jesus's ministry in the Gospels, which I believe is great. I want to go in essence and, and recapture the beginning of the church and kind of allow us as a church to kind of reset ourselves for the intentions of God and what he's looking to do with our lives. So let me, I, I know Jade already prayed, but let me pray this. Father, anoint my words, God, as we look at your word. And may you be glorified in everything that is said. God, may you speak clearly into the spaces in our soul that need a life-giving word today. We thank you in advance for how you're going to do that. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. So Acts chapter 2, verse 42. So the Spirit of God had already descended on the apostles and to those that were in the upper room, and it was a game changer. And it says after... They had this amazing experience. They went out of the upper room. They began sharing their faith in Jesus without fear, with this newfound courage that is completely from God. And then Peter goes and preaches this sermon, and lives were completely changed by the thousands. And it says in verse 42 that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. 
They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, when I'm reading this text, when I'm reading the book of Acts, I'm not reading it like a history book. I'm reading it like a training manual. I'm reading it in in the light of this is God's vision of what he's desiring his church to look like. And at the very beginning, with, without any kind of uh, you know, playbook that they're following, they're just completely saturated by the Spirit of God, and God is on scene doing amazing things to where they had a spirit of awe. When I, when I read that, I always, I don't know why, but I always just like imagine like their experiencing where they're just like, ah, have you ever like been somewhere and seen something or watched a video and afterwards your mouth is literally open going, what? That's what I'm imagining. Like God was like so unseen for these guys that they just walked around with each other just with their mouths open going, can you believe this? See, this is my desire in how to live out my faith. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So just because this happened thousands of years ago doesn't mean it's irrelevant for 2021. This is the beginning of the church. And this should be the place that the church is still at. However, I don't know if we can honestly say that we're still in this place. If I were to have a symbol to represent 2020, you know what I I think I would do? I think I would grab these pruners here. <laughs> I, I think, you know, you know, no, that's, that, that's not going to do it. I, I think this is 2020, 2020 version right here. This thing, this, this is it. I, I think these, you know, pruners is more like loppers. Like, like God has, has taken so, I, I shouldn't say God, I should say just 2020 in general has, has trimmed off so much of our lives. And, and by, by pruning back so much of our lives, it's been so revealing, hasn't it? I, I think in the pruning, there's been an exposure to things, maybe in our lives personally, maybe in our families. But me as a pastor kind of leading a church, I believe there's been some exposure of some things even within the church. And, and even though pruning really hurts, cutting things away from our life, whether it's this size or this size, it's never fun. But as we read our Bibles, what I can say is that pruning is actually beneficial for our lives. Now for the church, what I've seen is that this season has been revealing in the sense that casual Christianity has been whacked off the branch. And when I say casual Christianity, I, I know 
Many of you are coming from different places uh, in, in faith, and some of you maybe haven't made that decision to follow Jesus yet, but others of you here have been raised up in the church. You, you've been a part of a church for a long time. And, and so when I say casual Christianity, I, I'm talking about a level of faith where, where you have Jesus in your life enough to make you feel safe, but not too much to make you feel uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Like, like a lot of people in 2020 that were kind of these casual Christians, people of faith, that they felt safe, that they had Jesus in their life, but, but Jesus wasn't making them uncomfortable. It didn't work for them. 2020 was devastating because I believe one of the things that got cut out was this casual Christianity. I call it living a vanilla Christian lifestyle, <laughs> living vanilla. And so what I say this year going into 2021, no more vanilla Christianity. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not against vanilla ice cream. Some of you, are, you love vanilla ice cream, but I'm sorry. If I'm going to eat ice cream, I want some Oreos in that thing. I, I, you know, I'm going to go for the, the Rocky Road or some mint chocolate chip. Vanilla is, why do we say vanilla? It, it, it's, it's bland. It's boring. And so there are so many people living vanilla Christianity, and they wonder why sin looks so enticing and, and, and attractive and sexy. It's because when they look at their style of Christianity, it's not awe-inspiring. It's vanilla. It's just, meh. It needs, it needs a little flavor. It needs a little syrup on top or something. It's just not working. And then the pruning that God has allowed it to take place in our lives has shown us, has revealed to us that vanilla Christianity was never God's intention for our lives. He wants us in this awe-inspiring relationship with him. So as we look at 2021 in this great reset Especially today being day one of our prayer, and we're going we're gonna to pray together and launch our 21 days of prayer at the end of our gathering today. I, I want us to kind of just embrace the pruning. I want us to embrace the, the cutting away of certain things that may have happened to your life in 2020 as not something that, that should be dreaded, but actually should be welcomed because there's benefit in the pruning. And I want to talk three distinct ways that there's benefits in the pruning process that takes place, especially that, that took place in 2020 for many of us here. So if you're taking notes, by the way, you can go on the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app, and you go to events and you can find our church and you can follow along in our notes. I know sometimes these TV monitors are, are hard to read, uh, but they will have some slides up there if you can read them. Here's, here's the first benefit here. Pruning reshapes us into the image God has in mind for our lives. Do you know that God has an image in mind when he thinks of your life? He, he has this, this plan, this purpose, this promise that he, that he wants to see fulfilled in you. I, I think of uh, that famous 80s movie, Karate Kid, you know, with Mr. Miyagi and Danielson, you know, I, 
There's a new series on Netflix called Cobra Kai. I really kind of got into it. I'm just an 80s junkie. Anything 80s, I'm a fan of, all right? Because that's the best decade ever. I'm sorry for all of you that weren't born in the 80s. You missed out. 80s best ever. So, so thinking of the Karate Kid and thinking of Mr. Miyagi, some of you that know the movie know that, that he had this like thing for bonsai trees. Remember this? And, and so there's a scene in Karate Kid 1 where he's just clipping away and, and Daniel, not kind of being a bonsai tree guy, kind of sees what Mr. Miyagi's doing and is just in, intrigued by it. And then Mr. Miyagi says, well, I, I you know, I've got a tree here. You work on this tree. He's like, but how do I know where to prune it? He says, it, it starts with you having an image in your mind of what the tree looks like. And then from that image, then you start pruning so that what you see in your mind becomes a reality on the tree. And so I want you to know, and maybe, maybe you've never been told this, that when God looks at your life, he has a shape in mind. And many of us have missed it, but it's right in our Bibles. We get so excited, I believe, on Romans 8, 28, that we stop and we don't read the next verse. And I believe the power of Romans 8, 28 is actually found in Romans 8, 29. And it's so inspiring to read Romans 8, 28. And if you don't know Romans 8, 28, let me give it to you. It says, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those whom he has called according to his plan. We know that verse. We know it really well, that God works all things out for the good. And we quote that. It's on Hobby Lobby posters, right? It's on coffee mugs. And, and, and we, we, we hold on to that, especially when we're going through a bad situation. Like, well, God's gonna bring good out of this somehow, some way, because I love him. I'm called according to his purpose. But that purpose is found in the next verse. This is true because he already knew his people and had already appointed them to have the same form as the image of his son. So when when God looks at your life, the shape that he has in mind for your life is to look like Jesus. And as we think about the pruning process of our life, how's that process going for you? I, I mean, if, if you were to do a side-by-side picture, as, as so many people do, you know, when they're dieting or working out or whatever, that, if you were to do a side-by-side image, here's Jesus and here's you. And I'm not talking about the long flowing hair and the beard and all of that. Uh, but, but I'm just talking about just like the character of Jesus and the character of you because if, if you're not quite looking like Jesus within your character, then, then first of all, don't resist the pruning because the pruning that God has allowed into your life has a goal in mind to shape you and to become more and more like Jesus with your life. And I haven't met one person, I've started talking about a a Jesus lifestyle that has ever kind of gotten upset at the the man Jesus. They they may kind of disagree with me that he's the Messiah, that he's the son of God. But even people that don't follow God, don't have any faith, will say Jesus seemed to be a great man that did great things. 
And I will tell you that the love that Jesus introduced the world to was a love like the world has never seen before or has ever seen since. And so as you embrace the pruning process of God, he's going to take you into a deeper love for other people that you have never experienced before in your life? Do you have room for improvement on how you love people? Do you have room for improvement with, with how you show compassion on people? And the answer is absolutely. So when, when God allows these pruners to come in your life, just know that the cutting away of things is ultimately causing you to become more and more into the image of his son who he has embraced and seen a vision for how your life is to look. So embrace it. Here's the second one. Write this down. Pruning draws us more deeply into the vine. It draws us more deeply into the vine. Now, I, I tried to grow pumpkins this year. Guys, I did terrible. I didn't grow one pumpkin. A couple flowers and some stupid birds kept coming and trying to take all the, the, the good nutrients away. And, and uh, gardening's hard, I decided. I'm like, this is, and it doesn't help that I'm like, you know, by the uh, wildwood where all the critters live. And, and, and as, as, I'm, as I'm there and as I'm trying to grow this, I, I start kind of doing a deep dive into learning about gardening. I've, and honestly, I've, I've never, I have friends that are botanists and horticulturalists and arborists, and, and they really know this stuff. I, I really don't. But when, when I was reading more about like gardening, it's important to prune all these other kinds of, of parts of, especially, you know, grapevines, because if too many branches are going in too many different directions, you won't ever really be able to bear fruit because the elements within the vine, elements with, within the root system are, are getting too out there and not concentrated enough to actually grow any producible fruit. So pruning becomes necessary because it concentrates the elements into the branch that is supposed to bear fruit. Then I learned something I thought it was really funny. I learned that there are these things called sucker branches. Have you ever heard this term? How many have heard this term before? Sucker branches. Sucker branches. Really? That's what they call these things? But think about what they're doing. They're sucking the elements away from the, the branch that you actually want to grow the fruit on. And, and so they're sucking away. And so as, as a good gardener, you got to go and you have to trim off the sucker branches. Let's be honest. We all have sucker branches, right? Hopefully you're not married to one, all right? That's a different sermon. But, but we have these sucker branches. You could actually get into a space and you could feel energy being sucked out of you. Have you ever been in a space like that? Some of you, 2020... Your sucker branch was the news. I know so many people, first thing in the morning, checking their Twitter, checking you know, Fox News, CNN, what's going on, what's going on? And, I, and I'm not one to say, like, hey, you know, it's, it's bad to be up to date with the news, but I mean, I watch people get obsessed with it. They had to check it con constantly, all, all day long, and even at night, and, and it's a sucker branch. Because are you really making any difference in this world by having a lot of information. And what we learned about this year is that there is a lot of fake news out there on both sides of the aisle. There's just fake news everywhere. 
I decided early on in this pandemic, there was a website that was uh, tracking the number of cases. And I found myself in March, I was watching that website every day. And about two weeks into this thing, I was kind of feeling my anxiety kind of rising with this, you know, and I saw it ticking up and I was like, what am I doing this for? Because I could feel it sucking the energy away from God producing in me what he wanted to produce because I was giving my energy to all these things. But the truth is, it may not be the news for you. Your sucker branch may be something that's not necessarily bad. But what it's doing, it's sucking out the nutrients. It's, it's, all the elements are being poured into these other areas and you're wanting to produce something for God. You're wanting to live in this place of Acts 2 where, where you're being filled with awe and wonder of God, but yet you're not feeling it because it's being distributed to all these different places. It's time to embrace the prune on the sucker branches. But there's also other branches that can happen in any garden, and that's these dead, rotting, diseased branches. And you have to prune those off because they're still in the nutrients too, and it's, and it's affecting the health of the overall plant. And we've, we've kind of seen that this year, that there's been a revelation in a way or two, that there's been some dying and diseased branches in our life that got exposed in 2020, that we're not only embracing the need for it to be pruned, but we're welcoming the prune. Get this out of my life. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's something that, that is, is toxic, a relationship that you know is no good for you and, and it needs to, to leave your life. Well, I will tell you that when you embrace the prune and these sucker branches and these dying and diseased branches get out of your life, you're gonna live with so much more power when it comes to your faith. Because here's the reality some of us before 2020 were content to live on the lowest setting possible when it comes to our faith. We're content with it. It's kind of like uh, on the iPhone, and I know some of you still haven't, you know, gotten the iPhone. You Android users, you're just annoying to me. You know, you just, I tried to group text and it never works out with you guys. But, but on the iPhone, I, Tara and I discovered this the other day. There's a flashlight uh, icon. I have it on the screen. And we, were, we, we do these walks and, you know, it's getting dark a lot earlier because we're in the winter months, right? And so it's dark, you know, even by five o'clock. So we've been doing these walks in around our neighborhood. And, you know, we, we have our, our iPhones as like flashlights. But the other day, we, like Tara had hers out and, and we were walking and go, man, your flashlight is terrible. It's like we could barely see. And, and I go, I think mine's better than yours. And she goes, I don't know. I just, isn't it weird? Yeah, it just doesn't seem to be bright. And I go, yeah. And, and her iPhone was like a newer model. So I go, this has got to be some kind of setting. And then I decided I was going to just press down on the flashlight button and, and hold it down there. And then another screen popped up with, these, with this bar. And it had like four boxes on the bar. And, 
Then I was like, that's weird. It's like only the first box is highlighted. I wonder what would happen if, if I like try to swipe up and, and try to fill in all the bars. And sure enough, I did that and the flashlight just went, Whoa. you know, I, I could just see. I was like, what? And you know, it was, it was exciting and frustrating because we had been walking, like not being able to see real well. And the whole time, the power to be able to see further was there. But we were just living, walking on the lowest setting possible because we didn't even know that there was an ability to go to a higher setting. Let, let me tell you something about 2020. It got really dark. And what we learned is that living our faith on the lowest setting didn't give us enough light to actually get through the darkness. There are some folks that were attending church regularly last year. They're not coming anymore. They got a little lost in the season. Doesn't mean they're, you know, they're heathens out there, you know, living worldly, whatever, but they got a little lost because the light of God that they were living on was at the lowest setting, not giving them the ability to live out and to, to light their way through the darkness of 2020. Our challenge to you this year is, is to embrace the prune, that the pruning is beneficial because what it's doing is it's putting the elements in a concentrated form so that you can live on the highest setting possible. And when you're living your faith on the highest setting possible, there's no darkness that you're not gonna be able to walk through because he's gonna light up your path and he's gonna get you to the other side or whatever dark thing that you are going through. Can you receive that word this morning? I'm preaching this morning. It's 2021. Well, here's what it says in Acts 2, 43. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. It, it, if we want to live in awe with God, then we have to live in this place where we're, we're at the full setting that he has for a life. And maybe in this pruning season, we're all in. God's using my message today to talk to you about those sucker branches that need to go. Those dying and diseased branches that need to go. Maybe reprioritizing your life and putting your concentration on the vine that is actually going to help you bear the fruit that God wants your life to bear. Here's the third point, write this down. And that a good pruning leads to a great blooming. A good pruning leads to a great blooming. Now there was a few years ago, we had a house in Bakersfield and we had this beautiful uh, bush in our front yard that would bloom these beautiful bright flowers. And when they would bloom, Tara and I just, we were just happier people. We would come home and drive up the driveway, just these beautiful bushes. And we had a gardener and we came home one day after work and we came home and the gardener completely butchered this bush. I mean, how many of you have ever went and got a haircut? Guys, let me talk to you. You went and said, just take a little bit off the ears and you walked away with a buzz haircut. You're like, yeah, it's like, come on. Like, I just I said a little bit. That's what I felt like the gardener did. He totally like just chopped down this bush. And I, I'm going to be real with you. 
I kind of was mad. I was like, what did he do? I'm going to fire that guy. He's a terrible gardener. But then I was talking to a couple of friends of mine, kind of sharing how annoyed I was at this gardener. He said, Jim, he was actually doing you a favor. I go, what are you talking about, man? I go, it looks like this stump in my front yard, like all these little twigs. He goes, he's just preparing you for the next bloom, bro. Because by, by him pruning off all of those things, that it looked beautiful, but those things were dying. He was getting ready for the next bloom. He says, your next bloom is actually going to be even better than the bloom that you and Tara loved. And you know what? He was right. A month or two later, those flowers came back and they were even brighter and more beautiful than they were before he trimmed it. Listen to what Jesus says in John 15. He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear what? More fruit. That God has this ability to take the things that are in our life that aren't necessarily bad, but, but as they're cut away from our life, it, it makes room for the better. It makes room for the better. That there's fruit that God wants to bring into your life that there's not room for now. There has to be a cutting away to make room for the more. I saw this picture a long time ago, and it's cute. And this picture is Jesus telling a little girl, just trust me. And he's got his hand out, and he's asking for her teddy bear. But behind Jesus' back is this huge teddy bear that's bigger than the one that she's giving up. And, and I love that picture, not that Jesus has got a bigger teddy bear that he's waiting to give to your life. It's not why. But it's a good illustration, and it's, and it's one that clicks for me, and maybe it will click for you, that there are things in our life right now that we, we like to hold on to, that we consider good and fulfilling in our life. And God is showing up through the pruning process, and he's saying, if you are willing to let go of what's in your hands, I will give you something that's in my hands. And let me tell you something about God that you may have not discovered yet in your own faith. <laughs> what's in God's hands is so much better than what's in your hands. And even though it may be very difficult and, and it may even hurt a little bit to, to see something in your life be cut away, you have to trust that when God does a good pruning, it's making way for a great blooming. And the fruit that God wants to bring into our life, you guys, is so good. And he wants there to be so much of an abundance amount of fruit in our life that it's not just changing who we are, but it's impacting everybody that's around our lives. If you've ever had a fruit tree in your yard, you know when you have a good fruitful season on that tree, there's more fruit on that tree than you and your family can eat. So what do you start doing? You start finding neighbors. <laughs> Some of you bring the, church, the, the fruit to church. You get, share it with your pastor. You're, you're just finding people going, hey, I have so much fruit. I, I can't eat this all myself. See, God wants you to bear more fruit so that other people will see that there is a God in heaven 
who loves to give out abundantly. And he will use you in your life in the abundance of the fruit that he produces in your life to show himself off to other people that have no fruit in their life at all. That's what he desires to do. But in order to bear fruit, sometimes there needs to be a good prune. And your life may look like that bush outside of my front yard in Bakersfield. It just looks like some twigs. And you're like, what can God ever do with this? Trust our Heavenly Father. He knows a lot about gardens. He started humanity in a garden. And it was in a garden 2,000 years ago that a body that was written off as being dead actually resurrected. Isn't it interesting that Mary was having a conversation with the resurrected Jesus and she actually mistook him for a gardener? Isn't it interesting? God is the ultimate gardener. And it may not feel really good to be pruned back, but trust his process because there's a super bloom coming for your life. And there's going to be so much fruit that your family and friends are going to be thanking you, saying, man, thank you so much for, what is that fruit? It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness. And when God starts doing a deep work in you and this fruit starts coming, other people benefit. We were coming home from Tahoe and we stopped at one of our favorite stops, Chick-fil-A. And we stopped at Chick-fil-A and I'm telling you, every Chick-fil-A across America at least has 50 cars in the drive-thru no matter what time you go. And this one was no different. And there was 50 cars in the drive-thru and, and it was a weird shopping center. And we came in this weird way and there was cars backed up. But other cars were coming in because they didn't get the memo that the line was over there. And I saw this poor lady with her blinker on and I was watching car after car just like, lady, you're in the wrong line. This is the line. And I just stopped. That kindness... It is a fruit of the Spirit. Overtook me. And I gave this little wave. And she was like, thank you. And she pulled up in the line. Now, we had six people. So we had a big order. And we're giving the whole order. And I'm telling all the things that we want. And then came the moment. Your meal's been paid for. What? What do you mean? Somebody said that your kindness totally changed their day. And they wanted to show some gratitude towards you for what you did for them. I knew who they were talking about. It's a lady. I go, she didn't know I was ordering for six people. I had to be at least 70 bucks. <laughs> but your fruit is coming. Trust the process and other people are going to be blessed by it. Would you stand to your feet? We're going to end with a worship song. I'm way over time. My New Year's resolutions already failed for shorter sermons. Dang it. Father, I thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you that there is a great reset that you have in mind for our lives this year. Lord, the pruning shears are out. And God, we're looking at them differently. 
You're reshaping our lives to look like Jesus. You're bringing us into a, a, a place of power to live on the fullest setting possible, to bring back that awe and that wonder that you desire to live in our lives. And Father, there is a balloon that you're preparing us for, God. And my prayer, God, for us as a church, Lord, we want to come back to this place. No more vanilla Christianity. We want to be all in. We, we want your chocolate sauce. We want some strawberry. We want some cookies and cream. We want the spice. God, we want the awe to be returned to our lives. That God, no more bland, no more boring. We want to be all in. We want to be your fruit bearers. We want to see this world change. We want to see the hope and the glory of Jesus rest on every hurting and hopeless heart. And God, we ask for more of you in 20. 2021. God, our first day of prayer, our day one of prayer. God, we want more of you. Lord, we embrace the prune. We embrace it, God. Bring revelation, Lord, to the sucker branches and the dying and diseased branches that you're calling us to cut away, to bring a newness and a fullness of our life. Help us, God, as we worship you. Jesus name. Let's worship church. Thank you for tuning in today to another great message from Atmosphere Church. If this message has spoken to your heart, would you take a moment and share it with your friends? You can connect with us on Spotify, iTunes podcast, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Simply do a search for Atmosphere Church through these various platforms and then click the follow or subscribe buttons. It's another great way for us to be able to stay connected with you. If you live in the Southern California area, we would love to invite you to be a part of our family. For more information about our church, go to our official website at atmosphere.church. Finally, if this service and our other resources bless you, would you consider giving back to Atmosphere Church to support not just these things, but to also support the creation of even more resources for you? To make a donation, simply go to our website and click the link that says Give. Your gift of any amount is greatly appreciated. Until next time, we pray you will keep the faith, spread the hope, and live the love.